Welcome to the Tech Podcast. Join us as we discuss highly relevant and compelling acquisition topics with highly esteemed industry professionals and attempt to share information with you, the 1102 workforce, program officials, and our contractor friends. We hope that you find our topics and discussions helpful and enjoy this episode of Tech Talks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the new TAC podcast called TAC Talks. My name is Mark Junda, and I will be your host over this new TAC podcast series. I am a service division director at the VA Technology Acquisition Center that we affectionately call the TAC. And I'm excited to walk through a handful of relevant topics that the contracting world should find intriguing and beneficial. Over these subsequent episodes, we will gather some of the brightest minds to dissect acquisition-related topics. And for our first episode, there is no better way to kick this series off than to interview the TAC Associate Executive Director, Ms. Michelle Foster. Now, Ms. Foster has been our Associate Executive Director since December 2013. In this role, she is also the Head of Contracting Activity and responsible for providing a business and contracting solutions for a variety of major information technology programs for the department. She leads a multidisciplined organization of acquisition professionals and support staff in Austin, Texas and Eatontown, New Jersey. Ms. Foster began her career as an AMC intern contract specialist stationed at the U.S. Army's CECOM, located at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. After graduating from the intern program, she continued her federal service career with CECOM, serving as a journeyman contract specialist, procurement analyst, contracting officer, and later a group chief responsible for acquiring major weapon system services and supplies in support of the C4ISR community. There's obviously a myriad of highlights, awards, and accomplishments, and we could go on. But for the sake of time, let's jump into the interview. Michelle, thank you for being on our inaugural episode today. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Mark. Let's just kick this off with a question that kind of starts from the beginning. Uh, We've been in business here at the TAC for over 10 years now, and we have processes, procedures, protocols in place, and uh, we've become a very mature organization. But uh, as you can attest to, that wasn't always the case as this started very small. Um, Startup companies are kind of the new topic or trend recently, but we normally think of that as, you know, a new business venture. And in a very similar way, you were on the forefront of a government startup with limited structure and roles. Take us back 10 plus years and uh, share some of those experiences on starting with 10 people and seeing it increase, you know, more than tenfold here in Eatontown alone. Yeah, so it was a fun and exciting time filled with extremely long days, but lots of teamwork, probably some of the best days in my career as I look back on it right now, because we were plowing totally new territory. Every day was literally a new adventure. We were given the freedom to write our own procedures for the organization and advise on policy, um, hire the entire organization with those we felt best suited for our startup, in air quotes, as I say that, and we were asked to transform IT procurement at the VA and to do so quickly. Hence the hit the ground running piece, right? We were given the necessary seed money to get the organization started with the promise that we needed to pay that back to the supply fund in short order. 
So what that meant at the time was that we needed to start writing contracts because those contracts are what generates our revenue at the TAC. And so we needed to get those contracts started so we could generate the revenue to pay back the supply fund and keep the organization going. So in those first few days, we had to get our VA contracting officer warrants. We needed to be trained on VA's contract writing system. We needed to get things like travel cards and get in their travel system because in the first three weeks of being VA employees, two of those three weeks for some of us, myself and Wendy McCutcheon, who was our first leader, um, were spent traveling. They sent us to an ECMS boot camp in Frederick, Maryland, and ECMS is the VA's contract writing system. And we had all used pads back at the Army, so we had to go to this boot camp, which was hilarious with these GS-14s and 15s, um, learning ECMS. And then Wendy McCutcheon and I, the following week, were flown to the West Coast for an NCMA event where they had us manning a VA booth for the purpose of drumming up publicity for our new office and doing some overarching recruiting for the agency. And then when we got back to New Jersey, we quickly put together probably one of the most successful hiring events in the VA's acquisition history, hosting a couple of thousand um, potential applicants at a local hotel, which was wild because you think we're having over a two-night period, a couple of thousand folks coming through, and there were only 10 of us to run this event. So um, definitely exciting days. And then soon after that, we brought on our first group of 25 folks, and things get more complicated. As you bring on more people, they get a bit easier, but then they get more complicated. Um, and anybody who starts a new company or a new organization, they understand what I mean by that. Um, and you certainly don't hear the phrase, that's not my job, when you have so few people, right? Because everyone's expected to do the job they were hired for, plus 10 others that we haven't hired for yet. Um, and so because you have limited staff. And really, those first few days set the teamwork tone that has carried us to where we are today. The TAC has always been about teamwork. It just works for us. And to this very day, we're, we're the same way with, you know, 150, 60, 70, 80, however many people. Um, the number continues to fluctuate. So those were, in a nutshell, our uh, beginning days of the TAC. Yeah, definitely sounds like all hands on deck as you touched, you know, everything from HR to operations to operational contracting to management type roles and leadership roles. So uh, definitely incredible. I was uh, was fortunate enough to be in that first group. So kind of met with you early on in there. And uh, yeah, I can attest it was, you know, quite a chaotic, but uh organized chaos period, I, I guess. But along that, did you ever feel like, I mean, it's a long time between then and now that, you know, it just wouldn't work out, this new creation that, that you were starting and things are just overwhelmingly difficult? So from day one until now, and I'm sure knowing me until I retire, I will always feel a heavy burden to ensure the agency is proud of the work we're doing to support our veterans and that they never regret their decision to take a chance on us. You know, the supply fund fronted seed money to stand up the tech, and I'm proud to say in our very first year of existence, we paid back every penny of that seed money, 
and then some, and we've always met our expenses um, since that point in time. So, and further, the, the structure and rigor that the TAC has brought to the agency's IT procurements, and most recently, some of the innovative initiatives, Mark, that you've been a part of, um, certainly, have gone a long way in advancing the field, not just at the TAC, but I think across the federal space. Um, so, you know what? Failure has never been an option for me and this organization, and I don't see it being one in the future either. Yeah, I remember at one of, I think it was one of our um, tech anniversaries, which, uh, you know, we still hold every year, our anniversary party, which uh, I do enjoy. Uh, I think you'd given out a water bottle and it said failure is not an option, kind of the mantra you've you've held and kind of promoted <laughs> exactly. here at the tech. So, yeah. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you, you know, you've been with the tech since its inception in the AD for, you know, going on seven years now, and your fingerprints are everywhere. What are some of the most fulfilling achievements for you or the organization or defining moments during that time? There are so many when I look back and now it's, gosh, a little over 11 years, um, really achievements that I'll, I'll take with me really the rest of my life. Our first TAC contract award, Pat Meyer did that. She wrote mm -hmm. that. And that was a huge day for us um, when that was signed. Our first IAA, that was Bill Newell. He executed that one. Bringing on yourself and the other 25 folks, that's a day I'll never forget. Everyone was so excited, um, the 10 of us to have more people and more help. And then the, the 25 newbies, that was an awesome day. The award of our first enterprise vehicles, that was a big reason why we were brought on, um, mm -hmm. T4 and CEC being two of the you know, most noteworthy. Our first APBI, that was another great success. The vendors and the VA leadership alike were thrilled with the outcome of that. And as you know, we've been able to host those every year since. Um, and certainly our veterans employment factor in T4 Next Gen. And, you know, I could go on and on, but these are the ones that stand out for me right now. Yeah, definitely a great list there. Um, and really, you know, you need such a competent, highly performing organization to achieve those. So in your mind, what sets the tech apart from just another contracting organization out there? Yeah, and I would say what sets us apart is that the TAC has and continues to be all about teamwork. You know, together, I truly believe there is nothing we can't do as an organization. Yeah, yeah, unbiased opinion, of course, but uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I would agree. I would, exactly. I would totally agree. You know, in a lot of the endeavors you've allowed me to do, and kind of as I rub elbows with, um, you know, leaders from other agencies and you know, peak in other organizations. Um, I am, when I come back, I'm always impressed with the love of our people and the teamwork and the camaraderie we have. So, uh, yeah, I argue with all that. Um, so we've, uh, we've definitely had a great organization over these years. Um, and while many people have come and gone and numerous initiatives started with varying degrees of success, uh, do any stand out to you over the years? Yeah, it would have to be veterans employment for me. Introducing that factor to the agency has resulted in thousands of veterans receiving really good jobs, and I'll be forever proud of that. You know, contracting and even our partners over at OGC, at the time it was Vince Bonacore and his amazing staff, they were with us every step of the way on this factor, developing it. And contracting and OGC are often referred to as back office functions, and here was something, this factor, where these back office 
type functions had a real direct and positive impact on the lives of our veterans and their families. So that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty significant and, uh, you know, great supporting the veteran. Definitely notable for sure. So I, I noted um, in the bio that you were an AMC intern in the Army, and uh, I was also an intern at Fort Monmouth. I came in with uh, about a group of 50 maybe, and, uh, you know, I just, I like that feel of intern classes, and you kind of grow up together and mature together and advance together, and there's camaraderie and competition, all those good things. Um, we have some um, intern classes in, in VA, and we have some junior employees. So as a senior executive, um, do you have any advice for someone kind of in that like junior employee intern status? Um, maybe if they're desirous to be a, an SES someday. Right, right. So what I always share with them is work hard, volunteer even for the less glamorous jobs, <laughs> become yeah. the best at what you do, and build a network. So if you don't know how to do something, you know who does, and then they can assist you, and then Similarly, you should be open to assisting others, being part of other networks. Focus on the team or mission rather than yourself. So don't worry about the grades and the promotions. If you are the best at what you do, you're a team player who's mission-focused, those things are going to take care of themselves. I, I promise you that, and I know it might seem easy for me to say when you look at where I'm at, but really, that's the secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah, definitely good advice for sure. Hopefully all of our interns at the tech listen to this and pick up on that. So a, a lot of the questions, um, you know, we kind of looked back over the last uh, decade plus. Um, what does the future hold for the tech? Where do you kind of want this organization to be in the next five or 10 years? So I see the tech growing, certainly larger than it is today, because it will need to in order to meet mission. Uh, I see us continuing to play a vital role in the IT buying transformation. I see us as the go-to organization for tough, complex, high-vis, critically important acquisitions, not just at the VA, but across the federal space one day, or simply just being the agency and the organization that folks reach out to when they're in a tough spot to get some assistance or good ideas. We're doing some of this already, but I certainly see it continuing uh, well into the future. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so uh, with this podcast, our hope is also that uh, vendors tune in. It's not just government specific, but we want the vendor community to listen in and you know get some uh, input and feedback. Um, so as a vendor listening, um, a business you know looking um, to partner with VA and potentially interact with the tech. Any advice or words of wisdom that you would provide? I would say con certainly continue to pursue opportunities that we post. We absolutely need your very best goods and services. We certainly couldn't meet mission without you. Uh, and know that I'm grateful to have you as part of our team and look forward to working with you for several years to come. Certainly similar to the advice I gave the interns, Focus on being the best at what you do. And if you do that, the contracts will come. I promise you that. That stuff will take care of itself if you're the very best at what you do. Well, Michelle, um, I appreciate you joining us. Appreciate uh, you being with us for the inaugural episode. You know, thank you 
for your tireless efforts leading the TAC. I know uh, the hours pile up over nights and weekends and you labor for this organization more than we all definitely recognize. Uh, no one has shaped this organization more than you. And uh, so really appropriate and an honor that uh, you're on our first episode. So uh, thank you again, Michelle. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. And thank you all for listening out there. Continue to join us as we release upcoming episodes that dive directly into some intriguing acquisition topics. Uh, just a little teaser for our next episode. We are going to dive into the ins and outs of our T4NG vehicle. As Michelle noted earlier about our enterprise contracts, the T4NG vehicle is maybe our most notable and successful contract vehicle. I'm sure most of you are familiar with it. So join us next time, and thank you for being with us. As always, we must remind you, the Department of Veterans Affairs does not endorse or officially sanction any entities that may be discussed in this podcast, nor any media, products, or services they may provide. We thank you for listening to this episode of TAC Talks and hope you found it helpful. You may direct any questions or feedback to Mark Junda at mark.junda at va.gov. Until next time, my friends, may our contracting officers be given wide latitude to exercise business judgment. May program officials successfully manage contracts to deliver goods and services to our veterans and the American people. And may our contractors support our needs and be prosperous.